come with us where the corn is popped and the throwback Thursdays never stop. It's a magical land not far away. All you have to do is just press play. So hop on the couch and close your eyes. Gonna party like it's 99. Join us, watch the movies of our lives with Blockbuster Eyes. Welcome to Blockbuster Wives, where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shea Baby. And this is Stacy, not always kind, but always rewinds. And you're listening to Blockbuster, Blockbuster Wives. Wives. Wow. Welcome. I feel like it's been a thousand years since we recorded, but I know it's that's not true. It's not true, but we have had a freakishly busy summer. That is so true. Like so birthdays, many events, trips, since April, parties. I feel like we've been just nonstop going, yeah. baby. In fact, for my birthday, I was like, I don't want to do anything. And she didn't. So we basically did nothing. And you know what? I'm proud because usually we jam pack our birthdays. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of you that you were just like, I'm going to listen to my body and just fucking chill. Well, I'm also not that. I've never really been like that much into my birthday. <laughs> I'm like, we? <laughs> That's just me. I'm not like one of those people where it's like, I don't like celebrating my birthday because I'm getting older. True. I just have never felt a special connection to my birthday Hmm. the way I do other holidays. Like I really feel connected to Christmas. Yeah. I feel weirdly connected to like New Year. Like I love New Year. I also love Halloween. Very connected to Halloween. We both. Yeah. We love fucking Halloween. I I don't really feel a lot. Yeah, I get it. I understand. I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving, but not because of like the reason for the holiday. It's just because like you love colonialism. Admit and we love <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do love the food, and I love like uh, the sense of like bringing people together and like feeling grateful. And the weather is usually nice. Yeah, which is good because I'm always in the kitchen, and oh, I yeah. need to like step outside, you know. Ooh, and it's like yeah. nice and cool and crisp. Oh, God. I can't wait till the fall. Stacy is so lovely, and she allowed us to drink her butter beers today. We usually have, like, a beverage that we drink every every time we record. So we have butter beers, and we have a fall candle going. So it just feels like fall vibes. Yeah, we right apparently now. we won fall right now in the <laughs> middle of July. And you know what? The movie that we're about to talk about is it feels very fall-esque as well. So makes sense to me but yeah and shout out to my co-workers for getting me these butter beers for my birthday yeah so, so sweet. sweet thank you for allowing me to mooch oh yeah of course i they got me a lot they got me like eight bottles stacy and i went to harry potter world at universal studios and i probably no exaggeration drank like six in one day <laughs> they were so good like you're like you want another one? okay and i'm just like i know that i shouldn't be but they're just so fucking well, and like oh. it's not possible in the bottled form we have, but at the park they do like like almost like a cold foam on top Dude. that is sensual, like so fucking good. These aren't alcoholic, are they? I don't think so. It'd be sick if they were also. Yeah, I don't. But I actually don't know. <laughs> you know what? Does check. it say on the back? Let me look. If it were alcoholic, it should. Uh, you know, I don't think so. I'm not no. tasting alcohol. I don't think it is. Not that it matters, but no, it's not. So yum. I just want to, I want to savor the flavor, but I know I'm just going to be like, I always think of, um, I think it's Hermione says, well, that's not strong stuff, is it? And then Dobby says, tis strong for a house elf. Aww. Poor, poor Winky. Going poor through it. Winky. Little baby. baby. 
I need to reread those books. The, the last time I read them, I was working at Italy mm. and I would just stand at the computer and look it up online and I would read it. I would like copy and paste it on a website into a an email. So it looked like I was emailing, but I was really. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> smart, everybody. You hear that shit? You heard it here today. Hey. I have to read a lot of important emails and it's just like, the boy who lived. <laughs> yeah, they're like, um, Hedwig? I'm like, yes, that's my uh, uncle. I don't you know. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't get it. No, but uh, yeah, that's a little uh, tip for me to you because fuck capitalism. And you can just find them online? Yeah. Wow. I just found them online. Copy you do it by and chapter it. or like what was your system? Yeah. So like, I yeah, it was by chapter because it would have like a different page for each chapter. So like I would copy and paste the whole thing, go to the email, paste it read the whole thing delete go to the next one and read wow. like yeah it was a whole system and i never how far got did caught you get? Hmm? how far did you get i read up until the third book wow like first through the third nice and then i quit so both italy and reading them that yes way. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but i need i i've been you know what i'm very proud of myself because i've been reading like pretty often which oh, is what you reading i finished page boy Oh yeah, Elliot Page's book. Sometimes you, guys. you need the right book to jumpstart you back into your reading vibes. And I told you that I'm gonna read your book. One next. last stop. So good. It's like, and I read. I don't know. I've probably read like a fourth of it, and I really loved it. And then I just took a break. But I'm gonna finish that one next because it is so fucking cute and it's you know so what? good. I was gonna wait till the end to read this review, but all this book talk. Oh yeah, is making me think of it because we got. A review from one of my favorite bookstagram queens Yay. slash my coworker Lauren. And let me pull hey, up her account to make sure I'm saying it right. Her Instagram with her best friend, so very hey. much a Blockbuster Wives esque production. Shouts out. Is girl underscore check yo shelf. Yeah. It's an amazing bookstagram. Like they're so good at social media. Like yeah. all of their posts are like beautiful, color coordinated, gorgeous. I don't know how they do it. But anyways, let me bring up the review that Lauren left from Girl Check Your Shelf. Hell to the yeah. Uh. She gave us five stars. <sighs> Said, I notoriously do not watch movies, but when I found this podcast, I couldn't resist. Wow, is this funny. These two have such great banter, are incredibly informative, and come up with all the interesting movie facts I wouldn't know otherwise. Absolutely recommend. Also, they have quality, soothing voices. Oh my God, we have quality, hey, soothing voices. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Such a nice review. <laughs> you want to leave a review? Please do it. Helps us a lot. Makes us look popping. Even if you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> still fucking it. Please. It just uh, first of all, it makes our days better. Second of all, we're gonna shout you out. Yeah. Shout <laughs> you out. Did I say shout you out? <laughs> that means it'll be even more excitable. And It'd actually be funny too if like. You you gave it five stars, but then like roasted us. It'd be kind of funny. You know what? It kind of actually. I can think of a couple people that would do that shit. So like, <laughs> just leave a review, please. It makes our days better. We shout you out, and also it helps. It really, it really, really does. Helps with a lot of things. Like it legitimizes us a little bit. And speaking of legitimize, man. Blah. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But speaking of legitimize, um, Stacy and I have made a decision. That we are going to Shrek Fest 2023. Shrek Fest, Shrek Fest, Shrek Fest. And yet again, we will need your help um, financially. 
because we have to get plane tickets, we have to get a hotel room, we have to get a rental car. Like, it costs a little uh, pretty penny. It sure does. And again, this year we're going to be providing so much content. We're going to be interviewing. We're going to be taking pictures. We're going to be rocking out. And I really mean rocking out because it's very likely that I will be on stage. Yeah, Shay will likely be on stage rocking out. I'll likely be on stage eating an onion. I really am yeah. going to like try and prepare and train for this. I really want you to. I do love raw onions. Like, Yeah, I know. I could eat a lot of them. So I'm I've, feeling pretty good. You know what? Maybe one day, maybe every time we get together, <laughs> we should train a little bit. It'll be like Rocky. Mm-hmm. We should make like a Rocky mm-hmm. video of you yeah. just training eating onions. And then uh, it won't be a surprise because I'll, I'll be totally honest. I thought about doing it last time, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Yeah. But then I got scared that I would become physically ill. And I felt like my fears were very well founded <laughs> because that is exactly what happened to somebody on stage. And I was like, Yo. it was the dude that hit on me. Yeah. If you remember, if you go back and watch our videos, he was in the puffy bug pig costume doing cartwheels <laughs> and hitting on Shay. <laughs> Who could have foretold that it would end with such tragedy? Honestly, respect. And I hope I see him again this year because he was so fucking funny, dude. Yeah, we thought he was kind of kidding when he said he was going to do a cartwheel. And then he did like a walk up the wall cartwheel. Like yeah. it was actually like some Matrix shit. It was fucking cool. And honestly, like he did have the riz. He, he really did. He did have the riz. And then he did. Then he lost the riz on stage. Well, he was also. I mean. Yeah, he was very drunk, too. So he was like yeah, drunk eating raw onion, doing cartwheels and shit. Like homie <laughs> was. Perfect story. Storm. Cirque du Soleil. He was slaying. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil slaying that mm. shit. And then, yeah, flew too far and close to the, to the sun. Yes. <sighs> Apparently, when pigs fly, they throw up onion on stage. <laughs> Got That's em. why you don't see it too often. <laughs> it's not because they lack the ability. They just don't want the smoke. It's so bad. I felt really bad for him. But you know what? I hope I see him again. Shouts out if you're listening. Anyway, um, so... If you guys follow our Instagram, which is just at Blockbuster Wives, we have a link tree. So if you just like click the link in our bio, it'll bring you right to all of our links and right at the very top. It says like, bring us to Shrekfest again. And if you click on that, that's our GoFundMe. Yeah, and y'all did it last year and it was great. So we're hoping we can recreate that success. Yes. And for your viewing pleasure, we also created a promo video, um, which (laughs) if I do say so myself, is not only sexual and educational but like beyond thrilling and uh, just dare i say inspiring oh you dare say Mm. and i i'm proud of you and because it's true it's so inspiring and uh like awe inducing as well like grand canyon our promo video (laughs) interchangeable ideas (laughs) same feelings the same exact yearning for for wonder and and (laughs) excellence um but yeah please and if you can't donate we totally understand but like please share and like just spread the word doesn't matter review that's free yeah leave a review share you know what i mean just like we really need your help and we appreciate it we also need new equipment so yeah we got uh, a mic for last year and it broke like sadly right before we could interview (laughs) what was his name the guy that was dressed yeah this guy looked so much like Lord Farquaad. He was so cool. And we almost interviewed him. Um, and you know what? He was the dude that had the the 
a big YouTube video that like blew up. He's like a famous YouTuber, and oh, wow. we almost fucking interviewed him. Oh, God damn it! See, <sighs> we need some better equipment. Yeah, so we're we're gonna need your help. So we appreciate you guys so much. You always show out for us, so we're not worried. But mm-hmm. um, we we're would appreciate and we're it. So grateful. Uh, yeah, we're like we talk about you guys and all the help that you provide us all the time, and we just love you. So thank you so much for that, and just for everything, just being yourselves. We we really appreciate you. Now, um, what other news did we have? We had some other news for them, right? Or no? I think that's about it. Okay. Cool. Well, we're about to review a movie at the start of this month, which we are calling Road Trip Month. And we've had this planned since literally last year. Yeah, and I, I don't remember if we announced the movies we were going to do for our favorite movie month, but it kind of got off the rails. Mm-hmm. So we did some rearranging. Yep. So we are going to do Shay's favorite films now and then later for mm-hmm. a different theme, which we'll reveal as it gets closer. Exactly. But um. yeah, this is one of <coughs> Shay's all-time favorites. You probably mentioned this like within minutes of meeting me originally. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I did. Um, yeah, so we're starting off Road Trip Month Strong with my favorite road trip movie called Tommy Boy. Tommy starring Boy. Chris Farley and David Spade. It is my all-time favorite movie for many fucking reasons but whenever i think of road trip movies i think of tommy boy first and foremost and then i think of dumb and dumber Mm. like well and i think that this also fits with your love of snl from this era because as i'll go over in corporate bullshit this might be like the most snl-y movie made i agree and all like beyond it being like super based on like like having a lot of snl people coming through it also is just like a behind the scenes like peephole into David Spade and Chris Farley's relationship mm-hmm. in general, which is really cool. But yeah, I say we just hop right in. All right, I'll start with corporate bullshit. Play that theme. Corporate bullshit. Some bullshit. All right. Giggity good. So Tommy Boy came out at the end of March of 1995, which was uh, two years before Chris Farley's very sad death at age 33. December 18th, 1997. Mm. Stars Chris Farley, David Spade, Bo Derek, and Rob Lowe. Hell yeah. And I just, since Chris Farley, I mean, he's pretty much the reason you love this movie and R.I.P. King. And I just thought I'd open the floor for you to share your thoughts on Chris Farley, what he's meant to you, etc. Sure. Why am I getting weirdly emotional right now? You can cry. It's sad. Um, It is sad. I love Chris Farley so much i'm literally about to start crying he's one of my favorite performers and actors of all time and i think i don't even know when i would have discovered him i guess it would have been when i was like three probably um because for some reason and i really don't know why we started like my family started watching snl together when i was like three and i still remember watching like early 90s snl when your brother would have been probably at the age where he was really interested in it right well baron would, would have been five. Oh, okay so it's like weird yeah, that we were parents, so young yeah. and watching it together mm-hmm. um but yeah he just like he was one of my first crushes probably my first crush of all time because he was so funny so physically funny so like he seemed so confident right and like he's just brilliant and then as i got older like once it clicked to me that he like passed away and like i 
I don't know. So you were into him before he died. Yeah. Because my, I came to him later because he died in 97. Yeah. Right, like think, the very end of 97. Yeah, I think I didn't really see my first Chris Farley stuff until I was like eight or nine. So it would have been after he was already dead. So like I always knew that had this knowledge that like, oh, he's no longer with us. Yeah. And I still remember when he died because it was it was a big deal in my family. And I think it like hit me harder than I would have realized at that age because I would have only been six. But it was after we moved here like to vegas from That's a Canada. heavy age to hear like oh that guy you like watching he's dead yeah he fucking died like ah what and also it wasn't like i mean it, i guess it would have been a tragic accident right but it's not like he like got in a plane crash or something like that like he overdosed he was an addict um do you think that was like your one of your first experiences with death yeah wow uh, definitely actually wow. um and the more the older that I get the more research I've done on him and like he just was such a beautiful person like what everyone says about him is that he was so self-deprecating and so like he truly didn't like believe in himself Mm. um and unfortunately he was always cast right as like the funny fat guy which I can definitely relate to um and he always was like super insecure about that because he's like is that the reason why people fucking love me is that the only reason so that's why he played it up all the time but if you watch tommy boy for tommy boy is a perfect example of like his range like he's a fucking actor and he's believable and he's like so beautiful and i don't know he just always inspired me in so many ways that like it's hard for me to articulate how much I love him and I do think he fell into addiction because he was always constantly made fun of and I think that it's important for us to you know look at the way that we talk to people and treat people especially well not especially but you know fat people like we're fucking people and we contain multitudes and like we're not just a fucking stereotypical like fucking joke and unfortunately, in this movie, there is so much fat phobia. And oh like, God, the there's description on HBO Max was like an overweight salesman. And I'm like, what? yeah, like, <laughs> every like five minutes at least, there's like another joke about him being fat. And it's really fucking sad because that was like his worst fear. But also, he was like, this is the reason why I have money. This is the reason why people love me. This is the reason why I'm famous. It's the reason why I have a job. It would be horrible to think like, oh, if I ever did lose weight, would my career end? Yeah. Like, geez. And it's not like he went to like rehab one or two times. Homie went to rehab like, I want to say I've read like 15 to 20 times. Um, And, you know, he I, he really battled and he really tried. And there were so many people that truly believed in him and really wanted him to, you know, heal. And unfortunately, it it took him, and it's really fucking sad. And yeah, I I just wonder if like our world was different. I wonder if like he wouldn't have died because of his addiction. You know, I don't think so. I do think the '90s, much like how we've talked about, like the early 2000s, seemed to be a uniquely like women hating time. Yeah, I feel like the '90s were a uniquely fat phobic time for sure. On like another level yeah yeah 
and it's it's just like it was so common it was so accepted and that was like the go-to joke for everybody for everything and it was just like what the hell are we doing yeah it's so i get so mad when people on the internet are like oh my god we're like quote-unquote promoting another obesity and i'm just like can you shut the fuck up like it was so bad for so long god forbid people like are recapturing their confidence and not giving a fuck what you think right right and also it's like promoting obesity like you're 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 at, it's as if you're thinking that the world will ever accept you when you're fat like promoting in what in what way how is this promoting like how am i gonna benefit from being fatter in society right like it's like i'm like literally just loving myself and that's a problem for you yeah like i will i won't get anything from this other than my own like self-love like you you think that society will hold me to a different like i don't know like the promoting obesity doesn't make sense to me it like the yeah, idea it's wildly of it. insulting that you just like living your life and having love for yourself is quote-unquote promoting obese it's like what yeah I'm like, i could go on and on but like he's probably my favorite actor ever and he's one of my favorite people ever and i just love him so i could really go on and on about it but i just love him very much and i think that he was robbed of life mm-hmm. because of genuinely fat phobia i really do think that i do think so too and i think you're right that if he had been born like 10 years later or 15 years later like it could have been really different because yeah. he does have just such like a joy and an energy and like he just like shines yeah. and he's very easy to watch him do anything and he's so handsome mm-hmm. and he's so like he just has this like beautiful like everyone talked it like everyone is devastated talking about chris farley dying because he was such a pure human being and uh i think that's what like hurts me the most is like how pure he seemed and how like he seemed like he was so confident but he was really so not and he was always questioning himself and everyone's like dude you're the fucking man everyone's obsessed with you and he's like no like no one really no one really loves me like are you sure like Mm -hmm. it's just so sad and, um, you know, I feel like I tried very hard my whole life to, like, emulate him in, in certain ways because he's just so beautiful. And, yeah, I do think he was robbed. So think about that before you make a fat joke, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Um, but, yeah, this is my favorite movie. And I am I really appreciate that we're able to cover this movie. And, you know. I like didn't even take any notes because I'm I've seen it so many times that like I know it back to front so I'm excited to hear though what you think because I feel like we haven't talked about it very much ever so mm-hmm. okay and i'll go back to corporate bullshit okay cool Love uh, you guys. the runtime is one of our faves 97 minutes close to uh, the ideal 90 yep budget was 20 million and a box 32 million so commercially successful hell yeah i thought it was interesting that this movie came out one month after billy madison mm. which we can talk about has like a pretty similar plot yeah but this had a much bigger budget and made a lot more money yeah um the rotten tomato score the oh, critic no. score is 41 percent oof but audience score is 90 percent which is Damn. Like a very big difference 90 is a huge percent that i would say like our average for for audience is like 78 mm-hmm. or like 75 so that's that's yeah, huge 90. that's very cool um okay. i'm already mad I, i'm gonna be uh, so fucking pissed you're gonna be oh, really I, mad uh, and you you're just gonna you're gonna scream at, the, at just how wrong roger ebert was oh n- i didn't even think about this until this <laughs> very fucking moment of how arthur fisty i'm gonna be oh you i try not to shout as i read this i have two pull quotes okay he gave it one star 
He said, Tommy Boy is one of those movies that plays like an explosion down at the screenplay factory. You can almost picture a bewildered office boy, his face smudged with, smudged with soot, wandering through the ruins and rescuing pages at random. Too bad they didn't mail them to the insurance company instead of filming them. I'm like, okay, pretty writing, but what the hell? Why are you being so Go mean? fuck yourself, Ebert. And then this one is the one that I think is just like straight up wrong and you're going to you're going to be a guest. No one is funny in Tommy Boy. <laughs> are you fucking kidding Listen me? This next one. There are no memorable lines. You are out of what? your fucking mind. Jokes on you, Ebert, because this shit gets quoted all the Literally time. Literally all the time. I believe. Fat guy in a little coat. People who haven't even seen the movie know that line. Absolutely. What? <sighs> None of these characters are interesting except for the enigmatic figure played by Rob Lowe who seems to have wandered over from Hamlet. What? <laughs> That's who he saw? Uh-huh. That's what he saw? Uh-huh. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's Ebert was not a fan. It was very wrong. No one was funny? There are no memorable lines? I'm like, even if you don't think someone's subjectively funny, there are hella memorable lines. This is a very quoted movie. It's a very quotable. I quote this movie every day, like literally <laughs> every day at some point. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone wonders why I don't like Roger Ebert, it's because we <laughs> hardcore disagree on like my favorite movies of all fucking time. Okay. That's and he's rude. Bullshit. Yeah. I did want, before we crack into Tommy Boy specifically... I thought it might be fun to talk a little bit about, like, why do we like road trip movies? Like, what is it about road trip movies that we like? That's a great point. Um, Or it's a great, great question to ask. I, I guess for me, I just love road trips personally. Like, I'm a big, first of all, I love driving. I love road trips. And I I love the, um, the tradition of road trips because I always, like, I probably road trip the most with Stacey. We've done a lot of road trips. We've done a lot of road trips. And I think, like, we usually, like, I'll pick her up. She'll pick me up. Either one of us have already gotten us Red Bulls. That's, like, first and foremost. We usually will go to the gas station together and find the snacks that we want to eat along the way. Like, what would be fun and, like, shareable. And, like, and then it's, like, it's the conversations. It's the views. It's the music. It's the food. It's the just like i don't know there's just something really magical about being in that space and it all comes down to the person that you're with you know because i've been on road trips with people who fucking suck and it's like the worst day of my life and i'm like if we were just hanging out on a regular day it wouldn't be so bad but like mm. because it's the road trip and i love road trips so much like it's been like exponentially worth i don't know what do you think it is yeah, 100% everything you just said. And I think there's just something about, like, being in a small, confined space with someone with knowledge that you are going to be there for quite literal hours. Yeah. Which is, like, a great thing if you like them. Yeah, like, <laughs> with like, you? It's the but best I think day of my even life. if you don't like them, you you are going to bond. In some way, yeah, you'll know more like, about will, them. Exactly. Like, you are going to learn stuff about that person that you probably wouldn't have otherwise learned. That's so, that's very true. That is very, very true. And I also think there's an element to if you're the driver, you know, on some level, like you literally are like responsible for this person's life. Very true. And, like you have to be paying attention and make sure you're not too tired and like thinking about cat and like all that stuff. And if you're a passenger, you are trusting that person to transport you at like dizzying speeds. So it's like almost yeah. like a trauma bonding environment. And I do also think on top of what you just said, which is so true, I think there are like inherent roles that like 
each person is playing. So, like, the driver, they're in charge of, like, obviously driving, (laughs) which is (laughs) the big part of being on a road trip. The person who's in the passenger seat, they're responsible for divvying of the snacks. They're responsible for, like, grabbing stuff from the back seat. Mm. They're responsible for like a lot of the time like the playlist mm-hmm. or like even helping with directions you know Setting like there's yeah it's a big responsibility to be not only driving but also be in the passenger seat and i think like yeah each person is trusting the other in a big way i mean obviously there's a literal life or death situation with like the person driving but yeah you really are like putting a lot of trust in each other yeah and if anything goes wrong you're like stuck with that person yeah like we see in Tommy Boy. Yes. A lot of shit goes wrong and they bond over it. That's right. That is true. That is very true. I don't think I've ever road tripped with someone that I didn't like already. Have you? Have you? I have to be very careful. Ah. Because I have to do a lot of travel for work. That is and true. I wouldn't say that it's like people I don't like, but it's definitely like I've had to road trip with people I straight up barely know. And there's always like an apprehension of like, like will this go well? Is this going to go well? Or is yeah. it going to be weird? Yeah, I would say it's sense. like I don't like them, though. I don't think I've ever had to road trip on somebody like I actively disliked. Right. I think that would be really hard. And that's why I'm like thinking about, because we obviously haven't covered the movie, but if you've seen it already, you know, like Tommy and Richard don't. Like, Tommy doesn't mind Richard, I don't think, but Richard, like, straight up doesn't like Tommy. And you could see why. And, we, yeah. and just as a quick plot synopsis, it's actually more similar to Billy Madison than I thought, rewatching it. Because the plot is, like, wealthy, successful dad owns a company. He wants his kid to go to college. In this case, Tommy Boy does graduate college, comes back. And he's like, he wants to teach him about the company. He's going to learn about the company. But then the dad tragically passes away unexpectedly. So now the young kid has to take on the role of this company that he doesn't really know much about. Yeah. And much like in Billy Madison, there's this other person who feels like they actually have worked really hard and know everything about the company. And they're like, why does this guy get to run the company? He's an idiot. That's true. That is very true. But instead of being like straight up evil in Billy Madison, this guy is David Spade. And it's... uh, it is interesting to have like he's not like an antagonist he's an antagonist to tommy boy but in the world of the film he's still like very funny and you know he's kind of right at the end of the day yeah like the way that lauren michaels described it to the writers because oh, man, i forgot to say sorry this movie was produced by lauren michaels who famously created saturday night live runs know. it to this day yep. and is directed by peter siegel who did a bunch of adam sandler movies actually mm-hmm. not billy madison that would be weird but yeah sorry go on no it's okay yeah and so the writers were i think their last name is turner it's like something in bonnie turner they also wrote the that 70s show hmm. um so they're like very famous successful writers and um you know chris farley and david spade both like helped write it as well and they like added their own like little bit like oh we got to put this in there we got to put this joke you said this one thing last week that was so fucking funny but like what lauren michaels said to all of them when they were like creating the idea was he was like david spade is the guy who like acts like he's like the smartest guy in the fucking room and tommy's the guy following him around like making jokes and like taking notes and like asking him questions and we really want to like emulate that in the fucking movie Um, which you can definitely see and like I wouldn't say yeah that David Spade is an antagonist but I will say he's like he 
he's like the guy that's like very often like annoyed or like Stacey and I talk about like the angry friend Mm -hmm. like he's kind of like the angry friend who's just like rolling his eyes like I don't want to fucking do this dude yeah it takes on like a lot of responsibility that maybe like no one even needs to take on but this he feels like he's like got the weight of the company on him and he's like really frustrated yeah he doesn't think tommy boy gets it yeah and he's also mourning because Mm -hmm. he said like later on in the movie because you know tommy's dad dies and that was like david spade's kind of like father as well it was his Mm -hmm. father figure and he's like a great scene where he's like oh yeah like you got to mess up all the time because he was your dad and he could fix it like not everyone has that shit like Mm -hmm. i had to work for my way and all that yep he's like i'm just a big guy uh it's it's uh you really understand where david spade's coming yeah. from even though like it his frustration can be annoying because you're like just lo- like look yeah, at like, this guy he's lovable out, yeah. <laughs> but it's like if you put yourself in his shoes he's like yeah this is all on me it looks like it's all on him but it's actually all fucking on me because i'm the one that's telling tommy how to do fucking everything right and he was uh tommy boy's dad's like right hand man so he's yeah. like very involved in running the company yeah so yeah it's a great it, it's such a good premise and it's so funny and you can really see their dynamic mm-hmm. in in the movie like how they are in real life and it's actually very sweet it mm-hmm. ends up being like the cutest thing ever yeah. And the actual antagonists are very interesting too because it's like you're you as the viewer learn early on that they're the antagonists, but like yeah. a lot of people in the movie don't know yet. So mm-hmm. you're like watching them ruin everything and try to drive the company into the ground. You're like, no. Yeah, and I, th- I and they're th- pretending to be mother and son, which is really creepy because they're actually married. And it's and also like, I guess for the first time, I like I was watching. You know, when we watch movies, we know are going to be for the podcast work we kind of like dissect them more than usual and i've seen this movie like a million fucking times but i this was the first time that i really like clocked that like so uh tommy senior is like describing to tommy boy like how he and his wife met and he's like oh we met um at this gym it's called like fat farms oh yikes (laughs) yeah met at this gym called fat farm and he was like she's the only trainer that i didn't want to bite the head off of or whatever and her son works there too and i'm like how the fuck did they cover this up yeah how they don't like how old are they supposed to be well bo derrick at this time was probably like in her 50s really maybe like 40s yeah wow and then um rob lowe in his 30s probably i imagine maybe early 30s so I guess she would have been a very young mom to everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's just it's just a little sus. I mean, well, not a little. It's, it's very, very sus. sus. Yeah, but they're pretending that they're mother and son so that Bo Derek can marry Big Tommy and get, you know, the fortune. Get all the money. And then on the wedding day is when he ends it's up. It's so sad. So I <sighs> forgot, like, what a sad turn this movie takes. Like, they really nowhere. go there for a comedy. Like, it's yeah. like, funny, 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 funny dad dies and it's like a full five minute scene yeah. of chris farley in mourning yeah and it's like whoa like one of the most important scenes i think i've ever seen is like after tommy senior dies and after the funeral he and his girl are like on a boat michelle he and michelle are on like a little dinghy boat and they're talking about his dad and like the way that Chris Farley is just like, yeah, I'm really going to miss him. Tears well up in his eyes. And he's like feeling that like he feels that hard. Like he he's like 
he's just truly acting. And I hate that people only see him as like, I'll keep going on this tangent, but how people only see him as like the fat, funny guy. Like he's such a fucking good actor. Mm -hmm. Like he would have done crazy serious roles if he still lived, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And the, the way, like, him and his dad actor portrayed it, like, you really believe it. And they really, like, get you invested in their father-son relationship. Yeah. Like, super loving, yeah. super caring, very close. And it's like, you get that from, like, ten minutes. Yeah. And they look really similar, they too. They do. I was like, this is perfectly cast. This dad is perfect. I know. Ugh. It's so good. But, um, yeah. That scene is also fucking dope, where he's just, like... He's, the kids are like yelling at him and being like super happy. Oh my gosh, yes, on the boat. Mm-hmm. And then Michelle fucking scares the shit out of them mm-hmm. by being like, I know where you live and I've seen where you sleep. I'm like, yes! Your mothers will cry when, when they, they see what, what I've done, done, done to you. And they're like, holy shit. Like, Just He's like, that was awesome. But yeah, um, that's before they decide to go on this road trip. So then maybe that we should. another thing. I, I, I didn't realize like how much is built up before the road trip even starts yeah like the road trip doesn't actually happen until like half an hour in yeah yeah and then the rest is like full yes. fucking road trip That's what baby I mean. it's such an interesting movie because it starts off like billy madison comedy mm-hmm. and then tragic death then road trip movie and then like a very high stakes ending yeah it is a high stakes ending there's like so much that yeah i guess there's like so much that happens the last like half an hour um and it's cool because we actually know someone that's in the movie, fun fact. But we we'll do? get to that later. Yeah. My family like wow. knows somebody in the movie. Oh, I always forget it. I always forget that. And then yeah, but anyway. Um what were some part well, yeah, what were some things that like stuck out to you in the movie that maybe you never clocked before? Well, I'll admit, I have not seen this movie like that many times. Yeah. I've probably seen it like five times, which is a lot, but it's yeah. not like watch every day movie for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say that I'm surprised at how much happened before the road trip and, like, how sad the dad dying stuff was. Um, I think it's funny that they made so much fun of him for going to school for seven years. Like, that (laughs) was, like, the worst thing you could do. I know. showed he was so stupid. Like, seven years isn't, like, that long. I know. It's, like, longer than four years of finished college. Yeah. I know. I know some people that went to school for, like, five, six years just because they, like... They just like switch their major, like what? And school's fucking hard, and it's expensive. Like, hello. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I don't think expensive was Chris Farley. No, not at all. From. But, <laughs> I'm just um, saying in general, yeah. that's like a common issue. But yeah, no, that definitely wasn't his problem. Fucking. Oh, giant um, I forgot that they start off with like little Tommy as like a little kid, and he's like yeah. late for school. Yeah. And he goes, Holy schnikes! And he's like, oh my god, he's so cute. <laughs> and then he's like running up to the bus, and he's like, shut up, Richard. Yeah, Richard shows there. them as little kids. It's so cute. They are so cute. I did write. Were the nineties obsessed with rich deadbeat kids? Because I realized it was one month after Billy Madison and like Clueless. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of movies about like rich kids and what are they doing? Yeah, like what are they up to? What importance do they have in society? I think probably left over from the 80s when everyone got so rich. Yeah. People like, what's with these kids? They haven't done shit. It's like, and why? They're they're kids, bro. Yeah, they're young as yeah. fuck. And what is wrong like, with you? What have they done? It's like, eh, everyone, everyone's just lucky, okay? Yeah, exactly. I do like how, like, hard in the paint that they go for, like, the people that work at Callahan. Well, that's the other thing. I'm like, clearly Tommy Boy spent a lot of time with these people and yeah. seems close to them. Yeah. So maybe he called Chuck Wow because he was going back to the factory, you know? Like, yeah. he wasn't going constantly. Yeah, and I, I do need to like say... All shade. I need to say also, a lot of people wouldn't know this, but Chris grew up in a very similar way. Mm. His dad owned an oil company. Holy. 
Um, and in fact, I think his cousin is like the main guy at like Ford. Mm, so wow. yikes. But like, yeah, so he grew up wealthy, mm. like for sure. Um, and he would go back like because he did graduate from it starts with an M, but it's basically like the university in like Madison, Wisconsin, I think. That's where he that's where he was born. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's called like Marquette or some shit. Yeah, like that. that's right. Um, and like he would often like go back and work for his dad at this oil company. Like it was very similar to. Mm. Yeah. And his his dad's name was Thomas as oh, well. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you said he had a lot of input on the script, so maybe yeah. that's where all that's coming from. Yeah. So like he he knew this life, you know. And I wonder if that is like very similar to his real life. Like he probably knew these fucking people, like mm-hmm. everyone that worked at the factory and things like that. And I'm glad that they put this in the movie because it's true. Like if you just sell the company, you're like, whatever. I have a shit ton of money, so who mm-hmm. cares? It's like, yeah, but all the people that work here lose their yeah. fucking jobs. Yeah. So, and I also do love the concept that rich people have that if their kid graduates college, then that is what makes them deserve to inherit the company and make tons of money. Right. And I've been to college. I've gotten two degrees. It's a lot of work, but if you are rich and privileged, it will happen. Yeah. It's not really about like gaining a ton of knowledge. It's about doing the stupid classes and studying for stupid tests and giving them a pile of money so that they give you a piece of paper. Yep. And I got introduced to this concept called privilege laundering, which I can't remember where I heard it. And I've tried Googling and I can't figure out where it started. But it's this idea of like rich people go to college to get the credentials so that people will then say that, no, it's okay that they've inherited all this money because they went to whatever fancy college. And I think we did talk about this on the Billy Madison episode, oh, too. Okay. I think so, because, like, I had never heard of this before. Broken and record. <laughs> no, not at all. It's an, it's important to talk about mm-hmm. because it's it's a th- I didn't know about it until you told me. But you'll hear so often people like, oh, well, this person went to Harvard, so it's okay that they're, like, rich. And it's right. like, well, I mean, it's kind of circular because they got into Harvard because, because they're, they're rich. rich so <laughs> yeah. I don't really think it's, like, uh, shows or proves anything. Right. Sammy. Yeah, it's it's a really good point because we all feel like I don't know, I feel and this is why like comparison is the thief of fucking joy because you compare yourself to people who are in these like crazy positions and you're like see like they were they went to school and they worked hard it's like no a lot of the time those people were gonna get that position anyway they were gonna get that position they had a lot of support at college they weren't stressed financially they had all the time in the world you know it goes on and on and on yeah yeah and it's it's fucked because some people just will have that life and there's nothing that anyone could do about it. Like Trump you know? went to elite schools. Do we really yeah. think that like made him super smart? Like, no. No, he's a fucking he's idiot. stupid. It's like he's rich and successful because his dad is rich and successful. Yeah. And that's the story of a lot of American wealth. Yeah. Because at some it. point when you get that kind of generational wealth, it's like hard to fuck it up. Yeah. And Trump did. He got close to like fucking it up, which is hard to do. Yeah, he's, like, gone bankrupt a lot. Yeah, and it's like, wh- how is that possible? You have New York real estate. It should be infallible. And you're still fucking it up. Yep. Seems like, you know, they just have and privilege. And it's like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It really doesn't. No, it's, it's fucked. The whole system is fucked. And we could go on and on about that because we, I mean, that's just, it is what it is. 
unfortunately. But anyway, that's all I have on the whole college <laughs> thing, which is like only the first 15 minutes. But still. No, but it's, it's fucking, it's accurate. It's so true. And it's something that like we don't really think about, but it's, it's really true. Um, and I'm glad that it seems like Tommy in this movie and maybe Chris Farley in real life were very much like, no, I care about these people. And like, yeah, I could sell the company. I could make mad money. And I don't want to fucking do that. Like, yeah, these like people Chris deserve jobs. Succeeds, not because he went to college. Yeah. But because it's like he's got street smarts. You know, that yeah. talk to people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that either. Like, his, his degree really didn't do anything for him in, in his position. Mm-mm. It was more so about... Yeah, having street smarts, knowing how to talk to people, liking people, loving people, like wanting to connect with them and like, yeah. Yeah, and he was so eager to help. He's like, I'll put up my stock, I'll put up my house, I'll go on this road trip. Like he was yeah. ready to do whatever it took. Yeah, to sweet. keep the company afloat, to keep people their jobs. I mean, keep people their jobs. What? <laughs> Have these people keep their job. Bam, uh-huh. there we go. Nailed it. Um, Yeah. And I love that concept because it's like, uh, yeah, the working man deserves a fucking job, bitch, after working there their mm-hmm. whole fucking life. Fuck you. Yeah. Totes. Anyway. Um, I did write that it's always funny when someone breaks a piece of furniture, <laughs> whether they're big, small, what have yeah. you. Like one of my favorite parts of the Eric Andre show is that he spends the first 10 minutes just absolutely demolishing his <laughs> desk. And I just, I love it every time. No. There's something about it. And I know, I know that they were like, Okay, Chris has to fall through a fucking coffee table <laughs> yeah. because that's like his fucking thing at SNL, at Second City, which by the way, his first day at Second City, same as Stephen Colbert. Wow. They started on the same exact Dang. day. Um, fun fact. Um, Stacy loves Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like at at Second City, at SNL, like his thing was fucking falling on furniture and breaking it and everyone <laughs> fucking went ape shit every fucking time and I don't blame them because it's great every it's time. It's so funny. So I'm sure they're like, okay, we need a coffee table scene right away so people know what's up. Crashing through a door, really any destruction of property, it's always going to be great. Also, I do need to say, and I feel like I've said this before with many people who are like physical actors, but it is not fucking easy. You have to have so much stamina and so much strength to be such a physical fucking actor. And two of my favorite people of all time, Jack Black and Chris Farley, are both fat and they're both so fucking athletic, dude. Oh, yeah. And Light like on their feet. It makes me die when people are like, they're fat and lazy. It's like, do you even re- like Chris Farley was a rugby player. Mm-hmm. They have to run. They have to have stamina. They have to like be fucking strong. Like, yeah, just watch him for five seconds. He's like so lithe and graceful and like. Yeah. Him and moving, Jack Black. They're both just like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're uh, incredible actual athletes, LOL, but seriously. And so anyway, I just, love that meme about Lizzo, too, where it's like um, Lizzo oh. tours and dances and plays the flute and sings every single night for hours. Yeah. You do. You will never get near that level of exercise. Dude, even us doing karaoke the other night, singing like yeah, a so handful tiring. of songs. You get <laughs> so out of tiring. breath. Yeah, me doing a half an hour set just singing. I was out of fucking breath and I was sweating like a goddamn, I don't even know what, James Gandolfini, (laughs) but like fucking insanity. So for them to be like twerking and playing the flute and like, yeah, it's just, it's so, these people are athletes, okay? So fuck you, fat phobia. I'll say it a thousand times yeah. this episode, but I'm like, and every day of my life, all but the not time. you, dear listener, because you're smart and enlightened and you would never be such a hater. Yeah. You wouldn't be that type of person because you're just way better than that. But anyway, 
yeah no I, and i love how physical it is and it truly it, like this movie is such a showcase into like <laughs> how athletic and so fucking funny he is and it just it kills me everything about this movie makes me cry laughing i mean they're just like joke after joke after joke even when he's doing the fan talking i was like is this where oh, i like to fan talk or does everyone do this like i don't know anymore i am I your father and then <laughs> david spade comes in and he's just like i've interrupted half the time yeah. <laughs> so it's like you would understand why he'd be so mad and he even says when when tommy boy first gets the office he goes oh look you have a window because why shouldn't you you've been here for 10 minutes <laughs> or the part where he's just like <laughs> Uh, his dad is like, so read over these books and then uh, we'll get you started. And Tommy like, starts like looking at the books and then Richard like walks up to him and he goes, it's called reading. Full sentences. Read le- words from left to right. Form full sentences. Take any, take Advil for any headaches. My doll for any cramps. <laughs> just like walks <laughs> so out funny. and I'm like, you motherfucker. He's and I so love Chris Rice always just like, shit him. Shut up, Richard. Like, he never has anything to say back, really. I know. He's like, I and literally. Like, mumble off and Dave's like, what was that? And he's like, nay. Yeah, like at the beginning where he's just like, I did call. From oh, yeah, that- such like a little kid. And that's the thing. Chris Farley is such like a little kid quality. Yeah. Like he's very good at portraying like boyish joy, but also like just stupid kid lies where it's like, <laughs> this is so dumb and no one's ever going to believe you. And you're like getting too wrapped up in your own stupid lies. So like how he's just like, I did call. Really? From what? Uh, I called like a four, seven, one, <laughs> nine or five. And then he's just like, I'm sorry. Did you say niner? Were you calling <laughs> yeah. from a walkie talkie? <laughs> Or like when the car door breaks and he tries to cover it up and he's just like so nervous, so nervous. And then David Spade opens the car door. It breaks off and he goes, what'd you do? (laughs) It's like, oh my God. Like everyone knows you did this. It's so, it's so funny. Excuse me. It's so fucking funny. He's just, yeah, boyish joy. That's a great way to put it. And that, he, he is just so charming and very like, um, yeah, like pure. Mm-hmm. Like I would say that's like one of the best words to describe right, him. Like you're and getting what you're getting. There's yeah. no deceit. There's no manipulation. Yeah. There's no pretending. Yeah. He's just a cutie pie. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this also has one of the I think best comedy scenes of all time when Chris Farley reenacts the car crash <laughs> with the guy's model car. I fucking reenact it's the fuck so out of it. <laughs> funny. You're driving along. You're driving along. Somebody's yelling in the back seat. I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy. <laughs> Not now, damn it. <laughs> oh, what's that? A train? Oh, I can't I, stop. I can't feel my legs. Here comes the meat wagon. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. <laughs> and the man gets out and he's like, oh, oh my, my God. God. And then the girl's in the he corner speaking his guts out. All because you wanted to save a couple extra pennies. And get to out. me, it doesn't get out. <laughs> Do you validate? Now. <laughs> Oh, it's like a pretty big fire. It is. I'm like, uh, now being older, I'm watching him like, someone has put that out. Yeah, and the fact that the guy's pissed makes fucking sense. (laughs) And it's also like one of those model cars that probably costs $1,000. Oh my God, so funny. Lights it on fire. It's incredible. Yeah, we, I mean, we could go over every funny fucking part of the movie, but we just simply can't. There's too many. many. Another one that I love, well, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. It's too much. (laughs) But they do get in a physical fight, and that shit is fucking funny. Yes. And David Spade slash Richard just takes a fucking piece of wood that he gets out of nowhere and just <laughs> yeah. like whacks him on the face. And then tries to say there's no mark, even though the waitress me just like, what happened to your face? Yeah, he's just like, I don't feel it here so much or here so much, but right here. <laughs> and Richard's like, no, I don't see anything. Okay. And then the waitress comes over. Jesus, what happened to your face? I knew it. 
<laughs> and he just he's not pissed he's just like whatever <sighs> i love the bee trick too yeah where it's like they're swerving and david spade's drinking but tommy boy thinks the cops are gonna think it's him so he like swerves some more and then gets out of the car and then it's like bees <laughs> are everywhere oh my god and both of the cops are like i'm allergic to bees yeah, me too they're like oh get down on the ground bye and just run away typical yeah and then the half hour last half hour tommy has an epiphany and he says i got a plan and david spade just goes yikes yeah i got a plan yikes <laughs> so good um, and uh, i'll just say we love a terrorist plot to help the working class yeah that's how this movie ends yep straight up just you know what i'm gonna i need your watch i need those road flares i'm gonna tape them up and we'll figure it out later but speaking of that um the guy that I know, he plays one of the security guards oh in like the God. big building. And he's wow. the one that's being interviewed by the news. And he's just oh like, and since I got hit in the head seven times by a hammer. Uh, yeah, my so he's his, a line. Wow. his father worked with my grandfather, City. Oh, how lovely. So um, and his sister, my parents went to her wedding. And wow. so, yeah, they're like very close so he moved to la to become an actor and he got into tommy boy which is nuts he's from my city also in snl no okay because i was like maybe that's why your family started watching it no that would have been fucking cool but uh no but shouts out to halifax baby for just honestly like halifax bringing the halifax halifax bringing the halifax and also just producing stars like him like elliot page like sarah mclaughlin like Shay Mayo, you know, just yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, no, that shit is so fun with the hammer. I'm like, you motherfucker. Um, another thing I love about this ending, yeah, is like, okay, so Rob Lowe and Bo Derek are the bad people, and but like it ends with Rob Lowe like getting fucked by being in a car crash, <laughs> like a car crash dummy, and then his like balls get crushed. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's wild. The kind of violence on '90s movies that we all were just like hee hee, but like in real life would have killed somebody. <laughs> oh, like him being slammed into that chair, like he would have died already from that. <laughs> exactly. Like just that by itself. Then the beanbag shit yes. coming down and like squishing his fucking yes. nuts, like. That would have chopped yeah. his dick off. Yeah. Or just like full blunt force trauma dead. Yeah. But anyway, so he's like, you know, he's getting his just desserts. But then I thought it was very funny that the movie does not seek revenge against Bo Derek. In fact, not only does nothing bad happen to her, yeah. she ends up getting with the rival wealthy car salesman. Yeah. Who fully knows that she lied. Like he was there for the whole scene of her being like, I'm a liar. Is actually married to this guy. And he's like, hey, you want to go on a date? And I was like, what? Yeah. And all she said was. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> yes. And then they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. What? Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, also another like, SNL yeah, star okay shouts out. This. Yeah, he's like, I'm all right with this. Whatever. You want to get some He's dinner? like, she's fine. She's like, sure. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I love that this bitch is like getting away with it scot-free. Me too. You know what? It's kind of amazing. It is amazing. And I feel like Rob Lowe really was like the dude like behind all the mess. Yeah. Um. Also, fun fact about him. He was not credited in the movie. Um, and he made that choice because he was like, I really want people to like not know that I'm going to be like coming. Like, I don't want people to know that I'm like the bad guy or whatever, which I still don't fully understand. But he's not in the credits. No, he's uncredited in the movie. So I know this, um, came up when I was researching a different movie, but I know he had that, that weird sex scandal where he got busted for like sleeping with a 16 year old girl. Who did Rob Lowe? Uh huh. Oh, I don't know. In the late eighties. 
Yikes. Came out in 95. I did not know about that. Yeah. That's gross. The whole sex tape came out. <gasps> yeah. He How is he like, still I working? I didn't know she was that young. La, la, la. <gasps> it was the 80s though, you know. That is fucked. No, I had no idea. And he was like 24. Like he wasn't super old. Okay. But I do feel like an idiot 24 year old could be like, I thought you was older. And like, you genuinely that you believe were... it. <laughs> That's fucked up though. That's really fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know that. And he's also in another one of my favorite movies that we're going to cover mm-hmm. later. So I'm not going to say it. But. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's even closer in time to the scandal. Though. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's big fucking yikes. Yeah, no, um, I don't. Yeah, like the whole reason, it, like I guess the movie initially, the idea was, and this is before Lauren was like, no, we need it to be about David Spade and Chris Farley. They were thinking of a movie, like a buddy movie with Chris Farley and Rob Lowe, oh. and it was going to be about like their dynamic whatever i guess like i'm sure the dynamics like rob lowe's hot and fit yeah Chris farley's fat i'm sure <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm certain that that's exactly and it's funny it's like yeah, why yeah. why is that funny but um it before lauren put like the kibosh on him was like no we're gonna do these guys like we need so to smart. do their dynamic are they like that in real life who like, are they like was david spade always ribbon farley yeah so they shared an office together at snl and Chris was always like asking David like wait David tell me how to do this like is this joke funny <laughs> and David was just like oh my fucking you're so fucking annoying <sighs> and their dynamic was very much that like uh David Spade would be like dude you're dumb and Chris was like but you <laughs> love me and they would always like kind of crush on the same girls and david would get them and then chris would get like really fucking pissed and chris would like call and like threaten to kill him and then david would be like i don't want to see you today and he'd be like are you still mad at me i was just kidding and david's like no the fuck you weren't you were being so serious and they they, yeah they had like a brother relationship and even so much so that for chris farley's funeral david spade couldn't even go like he couldn't even bring himself no. to go because he's like, it is I would horrible. Like I can't imagine they're both the same age. They're both thirty three years old. Yeah, died, and I just must have been such a trip. Yeah, just god awful, and I ca- I can't imagine, especially because and, yeah, all his friends were always like, dude, you need to go to rehab. You need to like do this and you need uh-huh. to do that. And um, I'm sure if you're seeing this like car crash happen in slow motion, like that must be so horrifying to know that there's really nothing that you can do and anyway yeah just awful um but shouts out to my king chris farley Mm -hmm. because he is just uh, so he brings so much joy to the world he truly shines in this film yeah he does amazing range yeah amazing range. amazing like physical comedy otherwise comedy so much emotion he can literally like cry at the drop of a hat make it so believable and like i really do think he would have pulled a sandler mm-hmm. like in his uh, you know older age i yeah, think he Robin really would have same thing like these great comedic actors jim carrey not as much but, but yeah still serious roles mm-hmm. yeah i think i think he would have i think he would have done the same thing sandler's been doing that you know jim carrey's been doing and like i said it there's 
it makes a difference when you see everyone talking about Chris and everyone gets emotional talking about him and mm-hmm. everyone gets so set like all of his old coworkers and people that used to write and work in the office like everyone is just like dude <laughs> he was the fucking best and like it sucks you know um so anyway love my king mm-hmm. you'll always be my first true love mm. yeah but yeah the movie's great i don't know did we talk about the ending i guess we didn't um, just that it ended with a terrorist plot and yeah. that Bo Derek gets away with it. <laughs> yeah, she gets away with it. And then, yeah, at the very end, um, it's very, it's like heavily implied that he and Michelle are together. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm late for dinner. I have to go over to Michelle's for dinner. And he's on the dinky boat by himself oh, or dinghy yeah. boat by himself. And he's like, I need a little wind. I'm just like sitting on here. But, and dad, if you could help me, that's cool. And if you can't, that's all right. And then his dad, you know creates the wind for him to get back to the so shore sweet. and he's like thanks dad so and the movie ends with the sail hitting him in the head and he's like that that's gonna leave a mark and then the movie <laughs> yeah. ends but uh it's so very farly and mm-hmm. i highly suggest if you haven't seen it and you're ready for a ride pun intended yeah, it's definitely the most farly movie you could watch yeah like the quintessential fucking farly there's more you know like beverly hills ninja and almost heroes and Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But I would say this is the most Farley fucking movie ever, and it was written for him about what kind of person he is. And so, like, I I highly recommend that you watch it. It's very good. And it's uh, streaming on HBO right now, or Max, whatever the fuck they're calling themselves now. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think it's on Amazon Prime too, or not Prime. It's on Amazon though. So, yeah, it's the best. I'm so glad we got to talk about it. Me too. It's my fave. I feel like I was all over the place because I love it so much that I'm just like, I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to end. I don't know where to start. But I do have some trivia for Stacey. Hell yeah. So let me go to the questions. Okay. What is Tommy Boy's favorite saying? Holy shnikes. Nice. How many years did he go to college? Seven. Uh, what did Tommy and his new brother to be do for fun when he first came to town? Cow tipping. Nice. Tommy marks blank Hancock as one of the founders of the Constitution. Herbie. <laughs> yep. Which is okay. This is also like a weird connection. I must say he, like, where he died was in his apartment, which was at the John. It was like I had, the building was called John Hancock. Oh, Super weird. Weird. Um. Oh, I don't know if you'll get this one. I think you probably will. According to Richard, Big Tom could sell something to a woman in white gloves. What is it? A ketchup popsicle. Yeah, it's so like vivid. Yeah, it's and I I I quote that all the time because there are certain people that just are so charming they can like kind of convince you to do fucking anything, and you're just like, why did I do that? Jay Z has a line. He said that he could sell water to a well. Who does? Jay Z. Aww. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, shouts oh, yeah. out to him, honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Stacey got 100%. Dang, I'm so proud. I did watch it today, though, so it's like unusually fresh in my mind. And I have found a which Tommy Boy movie character are you quiz. What? Which is very exciting. That's amazing. It is like totally like amateur created quiz. So uh, we'll see what we're in for. Uh-oh. Whenever we do these, it's always a hit or miss. a million questions. I'm like, dear God. Yes. Okay. Who is your favorite character? Tommy, Richard, Big Tom. Tommy. Oh. Of course. Love you, Chris. 
what is you feeling when someone make fun of you? <laughs> feel sad, feel depressed, feel happy. Sad. <laughs> Would you feel happy? I'm very sad. Okay, next question. <laughs> Are you willing to do anything for your family? Yes, no, maybe yes. Yes. Okay. Do you have a good friend? Yes, no, maybe yes. Hard yes. Yeah. Big yes. If you get a chance to play a role in this movie, what will you do? Accept offer, take time, reject offer. Accept offer. <laughs> oh my God, if I could be in fucking Tommy Boy, I mean, granted, I would have been four, but still. What do you think which character suits you? Tommy, Richard, Big Tom. This is pointed. Uh, Tommy, for sure. Okay. What do you like most in this movie? Direction, acting, story. The acting. Okay. Do you like the character of Tommy in this movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hardest yes in the whole entire Do you universe. like this movie? Yes. No. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> yes. I do. <laughs> Believe it or not. How much rating will you give to this movie? Seven, eight, or nine are the only <laughs> options. I love that that's... <laughs> I guess nine? Like the highest score is nine? Mm -hmm. Sure. All right. Nine. Tommy suits you. You are similar to Tommy mm, mindset. Mm, mm, wow. Mm, mm, mm. That was an interesting quiz. Let me get back to the beginning for you. I'm going to have to really uh, spice it up with my answer. <laughs> so no, be true, okay. be true to your heart. You must be true to your heart. Okay. Who is your favorite character? Tommy, Richard, or Big Tom? Richard change it up what is your feeling when someone makes fun of you you feel sad feel depressed or feel happy depressed are you willing to do anything for your family yes no maybe yes i'd say maybe yes because like which family member are we talking about and what do they want uh see i was just thinking of like immediate family oh, okay. but do you have good friend yes no maybe yes yes hard yes mm. If you get a chance to play a role in this movie, what will you do? Accept offer, take time, or reject offer? Accept offer. Accept offer, baby. What do you think which character suits you? Tommy, Richard, or Big Tom? Richard. Let's stick with our Richard answers. Yes. You are the smart one. Oh. You're welcome. You're very smart. Thanks, but you're very smarter. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like the most in this movie? The direction, the acting, or the story? the story i really enjoyed the many twists and turns i do too do you like the character of tommy in this movie yes no or maybe yes yes she knew what answer to say if she said no <laughs> i don't know what i would do do you like this movie yes no maybe yes yes hard yes how much rating will you give to this movie? <laughs> seven nine, eight or nine baby nine full score Richard suits you. You are similar to Richard. We We're are Tommy, Tommy and, Richard. and Richard forever. Oh we'll find a love. We'll wow. love you, Richard, forever. forever. Anyways, they, that was beautiful. And of course, we were made for each other. I mean, I think that's just like the gist of the end of every episode that we record. Yeah. You're welcome. But we love you guys so much. Thank you so much. for. I know this was like a less funny episode because it's it's something i'm like very fucking serious about i love him and it does make me very sad 
I literally cried. So was an important moment in the blockbuster era. That's true. His career and him dying. It's huge. I think it kind of defined the decade in some ways. I I think so too. And um, it's heavy, you know, because inherently when you think of Tommy Boy, you think of Chris Farley and then you think of like how tragic um, his ending was. And actually, I do want to read a poem that he always carried with him all all day, every day. Oh my God. And he was like super Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I'm no longer Catholic, but it's called um, the clown prayer. So it says, as I stumble through this life, help me to create more laughter than tears, dispense more happiness than gloom, spread more cheer than despair. Never let me become so indifferent that I will fail to see the wonder in the eyes of a child or the twinkle in the eyes of the aged. Never let me forget that my total effort is to cheer people, make them happy, and forget at least momentarily all of the unpleasantness in their lives. And in my final moment, may I hear you whisper, when you made my people smile, you made me smile. Mm, that's so sweet. And the fact that he carried it with him all the time yeah. is just so sweet. And I wanted to read it because I hope that like we provide some of that to all of you guys and all of your messages about how we make your days brighter and we make you laugh and we make you feel less alone like we don't take that lightly we take that really seriously mm-hmm. and um yeah we just love you guys we love you so much and thanks for embarking on this journey that is road trip month yeah oh journey oh, like that? love that <laughs> uh but yeah can't wait till next episode um where it'll probably be a little less heavy But we love you guys, and we hope that you have a great rest of your day. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you to our producer, Brent, for his editing skills, and to Grady for our delightful theme song. If you have questions for us or would like to advertise with us, please email us at blockbusterwives at gmail.com. And as always, please rate, subscribe, and tell all your friends about us. We We love you. you.